This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in your podcast app. To start us off, we are going to invite Wendy Tobias, the Chief Accessibility and Inclusion Officer of the UCSF Office of Diversity and Outreach to to start off our day. Before, before joining UCSF in 2021 as the inaugural Chief Accessibility and Inclusion Officer, Ms. Tobias served as Director of the San Francisco State University's Disabilities Programs and Resource Center where she led campus efforts to ensure access, social justice, and equity for people with disabilities. Previously, she was a senior vocational rehabilitation counselor for the state of California. She also served as an adjunct faculty member of San Francisco State's Graduate School of Counseling. Ms. Tobias works closely with the community of people with disabilities and other stakeholders at UCSF to identify and address barriers, design solutions, build awareness, and overall to make UCSF a desirable employer and destination for people with disabilities. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for the 22nd Annual Developmental Disabilities Symposium. Thank you, Clarissa, for that introduction. Again, I'm Wendy Tobias, and I use she, her pronouns. And as you heard, I serve as the Chief Accessibility and Inclusion Officer and ADA Coordinator for UCSF. Today's symposium serves as a catalyst for conversation, a space for us to learn from each other, exchange ideas, and to collectively move the needle on ensuring the full and equitable access for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities in healthcare. For the purposes of this introduction, I will use the acronym IDD to refer to intellectual and developmental disabilities. Also, while the California definition of IDD includes intellectual disability, cerebral palsy, autism, and epilepsy, You'll notice at this conference, other related disability categories are included. I'd like to extend gratitude to Dr. Clarissa Kripke and Dr. John Takayama for their leadership in advancing the rights of people with IDD in the health sciences and for bringing this conversation and conference to the forefront of our work at UCSF. I'd also like to thank all of our presenters for contributing their expertise with us today. Importantly, I would also like to thank all of you the attendees, whether you're a clinician, a researcher, a policymaker, a parent or family member, or a person with a disability, your daily work, which is sometimes invisibilized in our society, is noticed today and every day by everyone at this conference. You are improving the lives for people with IDD. Thank you for the invitation to welcome everyone to this exciting and important event. First, I'd like to take a moment to share information about our new office. The Office of Disability Access and Inclusion was established in 2021 as part of UCSF's commitment to ensuring an accessible and inclusive environment for people with disabilities to work, learn, visit, and receive healthcare at UCSF. 
Our office provides training and consultation to UCSF constituents about understanding disability and building more inclusive environments. We also provide programs and events that explore intersectional disability identities and topics related to disability health equity. As part of our work, UCSF has chosen to change the discourse or the way we talk about people with disabilities. I will begin by discussing disability in general, and I will also for focus more specifically on IDD. The way we talk about people with disabilities with each other shapes our attitudes and actions. I'm going to repeat that. The way we talk about people with disabilities with each other shapes our attitudes and actions. Whether the conversation happens via a written policy, a monthly newsletter, an email, or a conversation over lunch, words matter. What we don't say matters too. And here are some examples. Are we speaking up when an event, whether it's online or in person, doesn't offer access to attendees? Are we ensuring disability, and in this case IDD, is included in our health equity research? Is data being captured about people with IDD and other disabilities in our daily work along with other demographic information? In order to illustrate the important history and stories of people with disabilities, we must collect data and use it responsibly. Do we include pictures of people with disabilities on our websites and marketing? Do we specifically advertise as employers that we welcome people with disabilities to apply for our jobs? Do medical and mental health care offices have clear and easy to find instructions and policies to ensure access for patients with disabilities? Are access measures part of the built and procedural environment to the highest extent possible without someone needing to ask for an accommodation? For example, do we have adjustable exam tables in all clinic rooms? As another example, I will focus on reasonable accommodations. Providing accommodations assists people with disabilities with necessary access to all manner of environments, whether it is work, healthcare, entertainment, and other government or private programs and services. However, if the only information we discuss about disability is that we provide accommodations, we are asserting a bias that people with disabilities are an operational and perhaps financial burden to any systems. This is regardless of the information that accommodations are often zero to low cost in general. When people see and hear that people with disabilities are burdens again and again, they begin to believe it. However, the suggestion that people with disabilities are a burden to our society is simply untrue. Providing an accommodation or providing universal access that does not require a request for accommodation must be regarded as a way society can place the work of ensuring all people are included in all aspects of life on the shoulders of all of us, not only people with disabilities. As we know, though, people with disabilities are an important and natural part of our society. For example, I have a visual disability, and I imagine many individuals attending today would identify as having some level of disability or know someone who does. As people with disabilities, we contribute our expertise and creative problem-solving skills to all areas of public and civic life, such as employment, research, community organizing, the arts, technology, and so much more. 
As a person with a disability, I am proud to be part of my family, my disability justice work, my religion, my hobbies, my involvement in my community. And I believe all people with disabilities should have access open to them for similar experiences or other experiences they desire in their lives. In fact, people with disabilities have a disability identity that is developed in correlation with interactions with our community. And we may even celebrate our collective pride or collective worth and provide support to each other. It has been said also that there's such a thing as disability culture for similar reasons in conjunction with being the largest group who experiences oppression and participates in the continued fight for civil rights. We've just discussed what is or isn't being said about disability from a deficit perspective. So what is it that we at UCSF are saying to promote disability from a strengths-based perspective? First, we are communicating that UCSF values all intersections of diversity and one important intersection of diversity that must always be integrated into our diversity or DEI discussions is disability. We are saying that we embrace a framework of disability justice as outlined in the Disability Justice Primer published by Sins Invalid. Disability justice is a term coined by queer and disabled artists of color, Patty Byrne, Mia Mingus, and Stacey Milburn. In short, disability justice focuses on addressing the needs of people with disabilities by prioritizing the needs of those who are most impacted. For example, people with disabilities who are also people of color, transgender, queer, women, low income, immigrants, or justice involved are often the most impacted intersectional identities. Disability justice asserts that the voices of the most impacted must be sought, heard, and placed in leadership positions to affect change, particularly when the change desired impacts them directly. Finally, in a few moments, I will highlight some UCSF-specific activities that we are doing to change the discourse around disability in our organization. However, right now, I'd like to highlight some recent information and trends regarding people with intellectual and developmental disabilities to give us additional context for today. More than 30 years after the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act, the approximately 4.5 million people in the US with IDD continue to face persistent health barriers and are underrepresented in health equity research. What are the factors that are driving these healthcare disparities? There are a number of contributing factors, including societal and attitudinal barriers, such as unconscious bias and negative perceptions towards people with dis developmental disabilities are some examples. According to several studies, negative attitudes and unconscious bias of physicians towards people with IDD are found to have a significant impact on the access and quality of healthcare services provided to people with IDD. Physicians' lack of cultural competence training, knowledge of legal obligations under the ADA, and discomfort interacting and providing care to people with IDD have been cited as factors contributing to these barriers. Research has also shown that the global COVID-19 pandemic had a disproportionate impact on people with IDD. People with IDD, particularly those living in congregate settings, were found to have the highest rates of infection and death during the pandemic. One study showed a higher rate of death for people with IDD in California. 
Also, according to the Department of Health and Human Services, there is no standardized model for collecting data on the impacts of COVID on people with IDD, and it is critically important to do more research to better understand and identify these disparities. We also know that people with IDD, who are also people of color, face more acute barriers to healthcare access and face poorer health outcomes. As members of the healthcare community, it is urgent that we continue to dismantle these barriers. However, there's some good news. In 2022, AB 1663 established supported decision-making into law as an alternate to conservatorship. Adults with intellectual, developmental, dementia, and other disabilities who need assistance to care for themselves or their finances can consult with trusted supporters while making these choices, excuse me, while making choices about their life without jeopardizing their autonomy. The bill also requires that alternatives to conservatorship are included for consideration and requires courts to provide conservatees with information regarding their rights. Under AB 1663, courts are allowed to terminate a conservatorship without a hearing if both the conservatee and conservator agree to termination. The law ensures decisions are made by the person with a disability to the greatest extent possible, even when under a conservatorship, and asks the conservator to take the person's desires into consideration unless it endangers their health or safety. Also, importantly, you are all here this week to receive and share information that will assist our state and local health and related care systems to support individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities to live full lives. As promised, I'd like to highlight a few of the impactful initiatives that have been underway at UCSF to advance disability access and inclusion. In 2022, the UCSF Disability Inclusion Patient and Family Advisory Council was launched. This group is aimed at helping us optimize the quality of disabled patient and family experiences at UCSF by incorporating the perspectives of patients with disabilities into our service delivery model and practices. Please contact me directly if you have any referrals of patients or family members with any disability who may wish to join. The UCSF Committee on Disability Inclusion advises UCSF's Chief Diversity Officer, Dr. Renee Navarro, and Chancellor Dr. Sam Hoggood on recommendations to enhance the climate for all UCSF constituents with disabilities. This includes patients, employees, students, and guests. The committee recommends and takes action on specific areas related to access, such as physical barriers, digital accessibility, patient access to services, and the student and employee work and learning environment. The committee is currently developing an accessible event toolkit to educate the UCSF community toward making all in-person and remote events accessible to people with disabilities. There is also an urgent need to increase representation of people with disabilities in the healthcare workforce. The Office of Disability Access and Inclusion, that's my office, with support of the Chancellor and in partnership with the Office of Diversity and Outreach and Human Resources will be publishing an updated version of a diversity hiring toolkit. This toolkit enhancement is focused on supporting hiring managers to expand employment opportunities for people with dis disabilities at UCSF. And the impact of climate change on people with disabilities is another urgent issue that has been gaining visibility. 
In response, the University of California system and locally the UCSF Justice Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Climate Resilience Team is working to ensure that people with disabilities are considered in all aspects of emergency and long-term climate impact planning. All of the progress I discussed today must continue, and this conference will spark conversation around healthcare disparities for people with IDD, the solutions needed to eliminate those barriers, and other ways we can all help to increase quality of life for people with IDD. Thank you again to everyone who is joining us today. Please feel free to reach out to our office to learn about our events, services, and resources. And I'd, lost, I'd like to toss it back to our conference chairs. Thank you so much. Your joining UCSF has advanced the conversation about disability manyfold. And I think everyone here today can see and feel that. I am so grateful for everything that you are doing for UCSF and for our whole community as a leader in disability and as, as a leader in the medical field and in the University of California system. Thank you so much for that incredible talk. It's a real step forward. And thank you for your support of the conference as well. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.edu.